Hello everybody and welcome back to the Line of Vienna Suite podcast episode 123. My name is Will Jones, joining me tonight as ever is Mr Chris Manning. Hello Chris. Hello Will, thank you for sorting out the technical gremlins mate, much appreciated. We got there eventually. (laughs) We always do. I won't bore the listeners with why it happened. Um, Also on tonight (laughs) is Mr Tom Jenkins, hello Tom. Hello Will, Have have you sorted yourself out at long last? Yeah, just about. Just about. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a, it's good to, to be speaking to you both again so soon. Uh, obviously, the last time we recorded it, it was us three gents once again, so it's good to, to be on a roll. Uh, obviously, our intentions are to keep it going, but don't hold us to it. Um, however, we are hoping to, to record quite a few in a row, if possible, uh, obviously, what with the importance of the situation at present. Uh, but anyway, we're recording this tonight uh, on Sunday the 1st of September, obviously in the wake of the uh, Chillingham game and the appointment of a new gaffer and a signing. Um, can you believe it? We're about talking about football. Two of those obviously were, were relatively positive points to take for it from the weekend, the other not so much. Um, Gents, do we have a preference as to as to which one we start with? Do you want to just get the, the rubbish one out of the way? Um, Tom, I know you were there. Tell us a little bit about Chillingham, but don't bore us to death too much. Uh, there's not an awful lot to tell you, to be honest with you. It's another five nil, another you know game that will be forgotten when when you look back at this week in, in the football club. It's a complete footnote that didn't really have much significance. Uh, there were some good performances. You know, Jack Hobbs obviously being the first signing under the new regime. He came in. I thought he did really well. Looks like he's going to be a very very useful asset for us this season. Um, you know, just reads the games. It, it, it's amazing what experience does for you when you see someone who can read the game and you know hold their own physically. It's really impressive, and especially when you compare him to his partner Zuma, who obviously is a bit of a fan's favourite. But the the boy's not ready for first team football, and he's, it, after such a fantastic debut, he's he's really fallen off a cliff and had a very very poor game. But you know, other than that, it's a five nil. Uh, we need to forget about it, and you know, it, 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 I'm, I'm pleased that the result happened the way it did because, I, as I said in my ratings, I really do think it's forced football benches' hand and made them decide that they did need to get the manager in quickly, which is exactly what they've done, and I'm, I'll give them full credit for that. Absolutely, it's becoming quite the occurrence, isn't it? Losing five nil, it's, uh, it's obviously something a little bit unavoidable at the minute. But like I say, it's good to see that you know you've got a, a bit of an imposing figure such as Hobbs. Uh, trying to run the show from the back by himself, but obviously it's going to take a lot of rebuilding to uh, to add some numbers and some strength around him as well, because uh, obviously he can't do it himself. And it, it's a shame to hear about Zuma, really. Um, Chris, I know you weren't in attendance, but obviously just on that point, what do you think about you know the current state of affairs with you know only having sort of a couple of seniors still, and and how important is it that we that we get that done all sorted tomorrow? No, I think it was always likely to happen that the, the lads would start off on a high buzzing with the chance of first-team football for the first chance, the first time in the, in the careers at a young age. So I think that the dropping off a cliff in terms of the form was always likely to happen. And, and it, it's come a bit sooner than I expected, but they too, as well as the fans, must surely be, be ready for a break and ready for a change because this can't continue for, for our sake and for theirs. Um, as I mentioned in the, the article I wrote today, the, the, there's a difference, I think, for me in terms of, of wanting quality over quantity. I'd rather have six or seven really good ones as opposed to 15 average ones, you know what I mean? Mm. I think signing the likes of Liam Bridcut is, is a real positive step. Absolutely. Signing, you know, John Smith from Peterborough Reserves is not necessarily a good step, I don't think. Mm. There's an importance in, in filling the squad with quality, not just with bodies, because the kids can supplement that. I think the, the kids that have done well. So Liam Bridcut and the likes of him, who've got a reasonable pedigree at, uh, at top level, absolutely bring those lot in. You know, who knows who from Peterborough Reserves, I'm not quite as interested in that. 
But it's shaping up to be a really good Monday, so yeah, bring it on. Absolutely, yeah, it's something to, to definitely look forward to. It's been a while since we've been able to look forward to a, to a deadline day. Um, for us, hopefully, it'll be, it'll be an entertaining one. Just to sort of touch on the point you were making then about you know how important it is we bring in quality as opposed to quantity. I mean, obviously, there's a fine line between you know still fulfilling the the 25 man squad and also bringing in some quality players. Like you say, it, it, it's so important to get the balance right. And like you said, there's still Politic and, and Darcy and, and so on that that can really still fulfil those roles if need be. Um, obviously, we can't rely on a full you know. Starting eleven plus six subs every every week that are, you know again average age of eighteen or whatever it is, you know we can't rely on them in all season and they've proven that that that's impossible as well. Um, Tom, what what are your thoughts on, on on the sort of situation and how important it is that you know whether it's numbers or whether it whether it's just quantity, you know what what's most important for you to take from tomorrow? I think tomorrow is going to give us a really good idea of what kind of financial ballpark that we're playing in more than anything else. If we if we're bringing in people like Bridcott on loan. Either Forrest are going to do us a real cut price deal on his wages, or we're you know we're playing in a in a reasonable ballpark. If we bring in the likes of Stephen Dawson, who's only really coming to us because you know Berry are no longer a football league club, mm. then that also points to we we don't have an awful lot of a pot to piss in really. But you know, I I I think bodies is is very very needed based on the fact that despite you know how proud we are of these kids and rightly so they simply are not ready for, for first team football some of them even the likes who have done well you know Ronan Darcy tries hard fantastic um, amounts of skill for someone who's you know just playing for a first time at um, a high level but he will get bullied because he just doesn't have the physical attributes to be able to compete whereas someone like Craig Conway who might not you know it's not as exciting to see someone that like a steady Eddie who's 34 come in but he, he's not going to get pushed around he's not going to um you know be be overfaced by someone giving him a shoulder mm-hmm. so despite the fact that we don't necessarily think that these people are you know the proven quality or the or the, you know the big quality that we might think you know, a club like Bolton Wanderers under new ownership needs, they probably are. I, I think this season is probably going to be a write-up at best. So let's yeah. get a side and that's not going to get battered every single week. And I don't think a side containing the kind of players we've been linked with, even if they're not, you know, who we desperately want, is going to get battered. Absolutely. And I, think I, don't, think, I don't think it's... May I just interject? I'm not, I'm not entirely... Um, sure that it will be that much of a, of a definition as to what our resources are because I think a lot of the deals will probably do tomorrow will be clubs doing us a favour. I think the fact that, that we can still sign free transfers after tomorrow will be more of, a, of an example as to what we can afford because that's where the money is when, when we're funding deals and we're funding wages purely ourselves. Absolutely, yeah. I think it, it, it's a good test as well uh, for the owners. You know, it's a hell of an opportunity for them to make a first impression and, and to prove themselves in terms of finances. As Tom says, it's a very good point that you know, it, 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 if there's ever a time to prove it, 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 it's now, you know, that you've got the funds, you know, never mind the, the proof of funding test and fit and proper. It's whether or not you, you're capable of, of, of producing when you're most required to. Um, mm. and, and obviously, I mean, the, I know clubs like United and so on don't owe us anything, but it'd be great if, if some clubs can be doing do, as cut price deals, as you say, you know, I think it'd be really helpful and, and appreciated if they do. Um, just to sort of refer back to that, I know obviously Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and said, However many weeks back that you know, if there was any way he could he could help us, it'd ideally ideally be loan signings. Do you think he'll he'll follow that up tomorrow at all, or do you think that's just sort of a a good intention with with, with no sort of backbone to it? I think a lot of it's a lot of it's talk, but as long as it's not Phil Jones, I'm, I'm happy with whoever we get. To be honest, <laughs> I think there's some absolute gems in that squad really that that we could take some 
some youngsters are, 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 and make them grow in, into you know proper players like we sort of did with Ben Amos to an extent. And obviously he's not quite the the same player um, he is to you know that, that he was when he first joined us on loan uh, at that stage. But I, I think on the basis that we we get anyone from that sort of you know the likes of United or anyone sort of in the Premier League, it, it is uh, it's showing that you know we, we, we're still the the sort of majorly big club we were ish at the time. You know we're still well recognised in within that sort of community and, and obviously I'm hoping that people want to want to help us out as well in, even if it's just for their own publicity as well it'd be well exactly it could do us a favour couldn't it us being a charity being a charity case is, is good PR for, for football clubs that maybe want to whitewash the reputation a bit sports wash that's what I was looking for so if Manchester City want to send us as many of their kids as they possibly can then I'm Quite happy to uh, to be pro Qatar or pro the Middle East in many articles. All right, no problem. Absolutely, and, <laughs> and even you are the pinnacle of what PR they're going for. They're not going for anyone. One, else. They've got Chris Manning from Love to be able exactly, to be exactly. <laughs> Who, whose approval matters? The international sporting community or just one lad in his in his living room with his feet up watching wrestling? <laughs> it is precisely your demographic. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be great for them as well. You know, even if we are a charity case, as Chris says, it, it, it's always good to to be looking to them for for favors and and obviously it do themselves a favor. I think as well to an extent. Tom, do you, do you see an incentive in it for them at all? Do you think it'll it'll produce anything or anything will come of it at all? I think it was a good PR comment that you know if we came asking for someone, I'm sure Ollie would be looking to give us players. But you know he's not going to go out of our way ringing us up at you know ringing Keith Hill up at, at night saying how many players do you want? I really want to help you out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm sure it was just an offhand comment, but you know if he's willing to give us someone from his reserves, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I think historically we do well with loan players, yeah. so I, I, th- I think that that will help in terms of a reputation. People will look at. When we're in the Premier League, uh, Daniel Sturridge, Jack Wilshire, etc., and even in the Championship, we've had some good loan players who've gone on to do decent things. So that that works in our favour as well. Absolutely, is, and uh, you know, I'm obviously not a massive fan of just having handouts, but at this point, it's it's a, it's a need to to fulfil, you know, a, a, another box ticket exercise, courtesy of the AFL. Um, and but you know, to to have the likes of Premier League youngsters or whatever, that it's much better than than like Chris says, just getting some some random from. You know the buried dropouts or whatever. You know it, it'd just be nice to to have some real quality and some budding youngsters. You know through the ranks and help us rebuild from there, as opposed to you know the journeymen who, who, who we've had to we've had to put up with in the past. Um, and obviously we we brought Keith Hill in. That, that was the next point I was coming to. How crucial is he going to be? You know generally in the in the future, but once over these next few uh, three years or so and, and and beyond, and specifically tomorrow as well. Chris, I'll come to you on that first. Mm-hmm. Well, the man knows the division, doesn't he? So who who better to guide us through uh, this division and the one below? So, you know, there's an, a, a school of thought, I think, that anticipates that this season and this this rest of what remains will be a free hit for him to to prepare his squad almost for, for next season now. Um, I think it, it'll do stand him in, his, in good stead and in, in his favour to know what he's got in reserve, know what the, the academies are like and know who can maybe make the step up perhaps next season, out of the group that have worked so hard to, to fight this season. So, yeah, I think he's in a really good position for himself. And, and Flitcroft, too, I mean, a guy that's been a manager before coming in to assist, who's to say that you know he, he wouldn't necessarily be a choice for, for the future of Wanderers, you know? Yeah. If Hill was to move on or anything like that, you, you could almost be getting a little bit of succession planning in the way whilst you're, whilst you're working on the, on the today and the present. Absolutely, and I know it's not obviously a huge marquee signing or anything, but I think it must have been encouraging 
for him, you know, to, and, and take the job on good authority that the owners were actually, you know, they, they meant what they said as well, you know, bringing in Jack Hobbs straight away. I know that was officially before his his announcement, but it, it's obviously proof that they're willing to, to act immediately and, and they're well prepared mm-hmm. to, to help a manager out like that. Um, Tom, you know, how important do you think Hill's going to be? And, and it's good to see that, well, hopefully he'll be able to rely on these owners to, to, to proceed with the business that, he, that he's requesting. Uh, I, I think the fact that it's Hill and Flitcroft is what has sold me on this. I mean, Chris is completely spot on and you can see where they were coming from. It is the, the experience factor is the reason why he's got this job. I think the fact that they're both Boltonians is good PR, but you know, it, it's the ability to manage at this level and manage competently at this level that is the reason why they've gone for him. You know, I, I think most people will know, or certainly both of you two will know, I have my heart set on, on the romantic option of Kevin Nolan completely. Uh, and when Hill was announced, it was a tinge of disappointment. But you know, the the best decisions are made with the head and not the heart. And I think that's where Football Ventures have gone with, with this. The romantic appointment would have been Nolan. The fans would have been immediately on side. But then you run the risk of it ruining his reputation at the club if it goes badly. And you also, it, it, it's a much more risky appointment than Hill. And at this point, with all the turmoil that's gone on in recent years at Bolton, you need a bit of stability. And so having him and Flitcroft, uh, as in two very, very competent lower-level lower managers who work well together, you can't go wrong with that. I, th- I think they've probably made the sensible call. Absolutely. I'm sure Nolan's time Nolan's time will come. I mean, he's only a young guy and he let him go out and have a, have a, get another couple of jobs over the next two or three years. And then, you know, he's got loads of time. There's nothing to to write him off as a future Bolton manager just because he's not got the job right here right now. No, of course not. And I think it, it's choosing the right time to as well. Like I said, it's, the, the owners are obviously here to, to, to make a statement immediately, but at, at the same time, you know, they've got to think logically and, and they've got to, you know, ensure that they're not making a rash decision in, in bringing Nolan in, obviously being very young, you know, early on in his managerial career and, and ruin a reputation at a, at a boy or club obviously isn't ideal and, and I'm sure they don't want to fall victim to that either or, or, or feel responsible for that, I guess. So, uh, like I said, I think it's a sensible appointment and, and hopefully, you know, it, whoever he requests tomorrow as well, we know he's obviously got good relationships with the likes of Zach Clough. I'm not sure how, how keen fans are actually on, on turning back the clock and getting you know players back such as Clough um, I'd certainly be a fan of it but I know a couple are, are a little bit sick of you know bringing back old faces particularly yourself Chris you know what, what do you think that the likelihood of getting some reasonable players through the door tomorrow is courtesy I mean, of you know, Hill's relationship with those sort of yeah. players I think it's natural to make those connections given that he's signed players of that ilk and, uh, and those exact players before in the past however I think there's got to be a decision to be made if it's someone that's going to legitimately improve us or just be a nostalgia signing then that's where I'll draw the line I mean re-signing David Wheater for example will be would, but at the stage we are right now yeah you know would make perfect sense from a, a, a physical and from an experience point of view but ultimately if we're looking to to develop the squad alongside these young young lads would someone of his age and of his you know, dwindling powers, I guess, be a worthwhile signing? I think if they were to even look to bring in people that have got a pedigree in the championship or even higher, then I'd be all for it, be them old players or be them new players. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, tr- just trust Hill to make that judgment. But I'm just a bit curious to find out which way things go tomorrow, whether we do go down the, you know, let's get as many bodies in as we possibly can, or let's just... Let's wait for the right bodies. Yeah, there might be some loans, but let's wait for more 
on the free transfer route, which obviously we've got much more time to sort out. Yeah, and I was going to say that I think there's a limit anyway on loans as well as to how many you can actually field in a match day. So I think it's five, isn't it? So you've got to be wary of that. And obviously there's plenty of free transfers still available. Um, I know one one name that's been bounded about recently, particularly in the Elwood group, is, uh, is Billy Clark. Do you think perhaps that that'll be a you know our big signing for, from tomorrow if if anyone? Yeah, yeah, I would be amazed if it's not absolutely amazed. Yeah, I, th- I think he's likely to to be a face through the door alongside you know Liam Brickup by the sounds of it this evening, Tom. You know, I, I know you, you touched on it briefly before saying that'll be a, a fantastic addition. You know how important are, the, are these quality players to to you know to to the beginning of our rebuild. I think divisional experience is hugely important, but when a player like Bradcott, you know what you're going to get. Um, we, we we take to players whose main ability is to break up play and uh, to you know dis- disrupt things. And I think Liam Bradcott is the kind of player who's got that high level quality. You know, can play the ball around nicely, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But also, when asked to do the dirty work, he'll do the dirty work gladly. And I think that is a, a crucial aspect of a midfielder in this league. Something we don't have at the moment in Murphy and Lowe, in my opinion. Um, but I think from a from a Clough perspective, if a fit and firing Zach Clough is an asset in League One, as as proven when he was with us for half of a season there, uh, simple as that. But is he going to be fit and firing? That's the thing. I think at this point, gambles are not exactly our friend, and um, you know it, it, it's the kind of player like Bridker, which I I can tell you now he's going to be a success at League One level, or at least with with a ninety percent degree of confidence. So a Clough, I'm not sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's almost part of the job requirement. You know, when you're looking for a for a holding midfielder or someone that that's in the engine room, it, you have to fulfil the role of being a shit house. And I think that that Brickle is is that you know fits and meets that description. And you know exactly, Chris. What are your thoughts on that? Are we are we being you know too optimistic with that? Or do you think it we have a real chance of signing a player of that quality? I think it's important to have that sort of player. We saw that. I saw how Carl Henry did last time, and and anyone that's along those lines, you know, be it him. Bridcut, be it that Dawson from Berry, yeah, let's get a couple of Baddens in the mid central midfield and provide a, a bit of a, a bit of steel because fuck knows Murphy and Lowe couldn't fight the way out of a paper bag, never mind a midfield. <laughs> I'll say I think they're the least intimidated pair of, of of holding midfielders you'll ever see, even though like Lowe looks even half sort of intimidating. Murphy's just got absolutely nothing about him for me. I, I think he's arguably one of the one of the most pointless signings in our recent history, to be honest with you. Um, I've, I've got mates who are, who are crew fans and they they sing the praises of Luke Murphy because they say he's an attacking midfielder who should be played just in behind a striker. I mean, for the love of God, can you imagine him doing that? It'd be even worse. <laughs> Do you remember we had that one game and everyone held him as Messi because he got forward a bit? And perhaps they're right. Perhaps he is better as a 10, but I, I wouldn't put my life on it and say, yeah, play there every week. His passing's not good enough. His passing simply is not good enough. At the weekend, I know, I know we don't necessarily want to touch on it because it's sort of a nothing fixture, but you put him in alongside low in a holding midfield role. I didn't see him make one single tackle and every pass that he made was, was so lazy to the point that he, he looked like he was horizontal when he was making them. I don't think he, his pass completion, obviously we don't have Optus stats in League One, must have been below 50%. And that is shocking. Yeah. You know, for God's sake, we've got James Weir already who has been pushed from pillar to post, played in every single position in the midfield you could possibly think of. Holding midfield, one game that he played there at Coventry, he was absolutely brilliant. And yet, for some reason, we conspire to fit those two twats into the team. It's a joke. Yeah, it, it's just and that just harks back to what I was saying before about making sure we've got the right people in there, not not just anyone. Because the easiest thing in the world would be to to leave those two in there as as experienced midfielders. But the fucking bobbins, get rid of them. 
Completely. I said it in my ratings. If anyone is even remotely interested in coming in for Luke Murphy or Jason Lowe, I would bite your hand off to get rid. Absolutely. Don't even need to have somebody interested in him. Just, just fuck him off into the sun. Ridiculous <laughs> players. Great shot. Uh, but yeah, what else was I going to say? I, I think it's Sonny Graham as well. He sort of played there and, and filled in, you know, at the time of the strike and whatever. I think he did, you know, perfectly well and even played the role better than, than the pair of them together, really. Um, I, said, I said it in my ratings, Will, you, you, and after the Coventry game, the fact that I didn't notice that Sonny Graham was playing was probably meant that he was doing his job pretty well. I noticed yeah. Lowell Murphy because of all the passes going astray. Just like, and people don't realise that the kids, like, they're actually very, very good at the jobs, and even though they might not perform to the same extent in an attacking, you know, sense of, uh, attacking point of view, but I think defensively and whatever, they're actually generally quite sound with it. And I think the fact that it doesn't help that you've all right, you've got a weak back four and and the keepers absolutely useful, useless. Uh, but at the same time, I think in the, in the midfield areas particularly, I think we are actually very very strong. I think that's arguably the the least important point of tomorrow besides that besides the holding midfield role. You know the the, the ones particularly going forward, such the wingers and the, and the attacking midfielders. I think you can they're absolutely fine. You can leave them in. Uh, but you know, to to get the likes of, of a Stephen Dawson, even if he is you know below where we want to be aiming tomorrow, I think you you may have to just take that and go. You know what? We we need someone like the the Carl Henry of, of, of recent days and just get that sort of element of, of intimidation back there. Uh, but just to, to, uh, speaking generally, lads, what do you think or who do you think we're, we're likely to see come through the doors tomorrow? Is, is there anyone that immediately springs to mind beside the ones we've already discussed that you think we might make an appearance tomorrow? The ones that we know about, your Conway, Pringle, Clark, etc., would be the obvious ones, and and that's fine. You know they've got they've got a lot to bring to the table, so I have no issue with that at all. Don't get me wrong, what I said before about making sure we bring bring back the right players. Clough, I'd love because I always love Clough. I think he's fantastic. I know a lot of Bolton fans are down on him for for various reasons, which I don't particularly agree with. Um, there's always a surprise in there, isn't there? Let's let's just hope it's not Medine. <laughs> I was just going to come to you on that one. He's the one that sprang to mind for me. Is that just an absolute no go for you, or do you think it's even worth a punt at all, or is it just a straight? Oh, if you're even def- asking him that question, come <laughs> <on>. <laughs> let me let me give you a balanced answer. It's definitely worth a punt because I don't deny the fact that he would no doubt be incredibly useful for the way that we want to play. However, I I, I have no time for the for the man or the player. I think he's incredibly. Weak-minded, weak character, not very good at football. Generally, just a, <laughs> all-round dislikable chap, um, and I think he's more trouble than he's worth. And I certainly don't think that uh, bringing someone like him back would necessarily send out the right message. I, I don't even know if he'd be Keith Hill's kind of player, to be honest. Given the way that Medina only thrives, uh, well, I'm not sure. But Medina of 2019 is the he's only really going to thrive in the kind of long ball pumped up to a big lump who doesn't know any better routine which from what I understand and having spoken to a couple of people for, who, who I know are Rochdale fans that's not Keith Hill's way of doing it no. so I mean for some Bolton fans yeah I'm sure he'd be he'd be cracking uh, cracking player to bring back because they're unfathomably popular um, but I, I just don't know whether the manager would or not I'd rather we spent what money we have on someone that the manager wants as opposed to someone that is a bit of a marquee signing because I'm sure the wages that Medine commands Whatever portion we pay could pay for more for, for two or three players, not not just one. No, I know what you mean. Uh, Tom, your thoughts on Medine? It's well documented that I think he's a useful player, and I, I I think he'd be very good for us. But you know, it's I I I hate to agree with Chris. He knows that I hate to agree with him, but he, I think we've moved on. 
And I think we, we should. The whole point of this thing is to get a clean a, a clean slate. You know, I, I said the other day. Sorry, sorry. Whenever it was that um, Keith Hill was announced, that if we're going to go for that kind of manager, then we might as well have kept Parkinson. And I, I can I, I take that comment back completely. In that the whole point is to get a clean slate. It doesn't matter whether they're similar styles, similar kind of experience. They're different, and that, and we need different because God knows the more of the same that we've had over the last few years has been tedious and has almost killed off any interest in Bolton. And I think going back to Medine would just be, you know, it, it it wouldn't be the kind of thing that would signal the kind of fresh start that we need to actually get this club back to the level that it wants to be. So what no, my my heart says yes, but my head says no. And I definitely don't think that even with with any of the names mentioned, you know, you're never going to be able to please absolutely everyone. Uh, with the signings that they're going to make inevitably, but I think particularly in Medine, and you're more likely to get stick for that than any other really. And it is a massive gamble, and obviously it's a few years since we've had him, and, and with one thing and another happening, which sort of signalled his exit and his relationship with with previous managers obviously hasn't helped either. Uh, so I, I think it, it's going to be a very split decision as to whether or not they're just going to see it as a marquee signing, whether it's worth doing, whether it's worth it's put, whether it's worth a punt. Or whether Keith Hill is just gonna, you know, roll it up, roll it out. It'd be interesting to see. Uh, one position that I was, I was actually gonna take into consideration that I don't think it's been documented that well, really. Um, I think he's goalkeeper because I, I know we've got obviously Remy and Ben Anik and, and and obviously young uh, young Matthew Alexander as well. Uh, do you think it'd be worth you know trying to bring in a you know a, a solid number one keeper perhaps because I think. In the meantime, even though we have got two, officially two senior goalkeepers, I still think we're sort of filling a void there. Um, I mean, I'm not sure who's actually still available in terms of a free agent at all. Because I know a lot of them are randomly being signed up by, by Premier League teams, such as Scott Carson at City and Rob Green at Chelsea and one thing and another. It just seemed, and even our own Andy Lonergan at Liverpool. It, it, it's mental, really. But I, I don't know if, if you lads can think of anyone who you'd like to see you know, fill that void between the sticks at all. Or whether it's it's something that you need that you think you even need to dress in. Jordan Archer would be the one who would spring to mind, the ex Millwall goalkeeper. I know that he's still available. Yeah. So if we if we had to go down a goalkeeper route, I'm not necessarily sure we do because I think a fit and. Do you think it's not and, necessary? I, well, I, I think a fit and well Ben Anik, you know, depending on depending on what the the issue with him is, is mm. a good league a championship goalkeeper, let alone a League One goalkeeper. I'd I'd, I'd get rid of Matthew straight straight away. But you know, I, I think if Ben Anik is in the right frame of mind, then he should be considered for a number one goalkeeper slot. But if not, I'd be very happy with Jordan Archer. So I think they do drop some clangers when you think about it, and they just get so much of a reprieve because of well, obviously the the, the sort of limited space of that position. But Chris, do you have any further thoughts on that as to whether you think it's important we, that we look for a goalkeeper at all? Or yeah, absolutely. I think Matthews is absolutely shocking. I'd get rid of him. I'd get rid of him straight away. Um, and I'm disappointed in him to be honest. I I don't know what the issue is behind the scenes, and I'm speaking with absolutely no knowledge about it whatsoever. So if there's something serious going on behind the scenes, then, then fair enough. If not, if not, and and he's been biding his time or or whatever he could possibly be doing, I'd be very disappointed because I've. I've liked him since he joined the club. I thought he's been pretty pretty solid all round, uh, and I would have no issue with him being our first choice, despite his participation in the in the disgraceful strike action of the last the last few months. However, I, I think you're dead right. If we can get a new goalkeeper, I, I'd be all for it because I think Matthews is appalling, and and unfortunately, Anik for what one reason or another isn't available to us. So the sooner we can get rid of of, of, of Matthews and get someone else in, and all, all the better. I can't confess I've ever heard of Jordan Archer, but I'll, I'll bow to Tom's knowledge on that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, God damn it, there must be some players available out there, aren't there? Must be. 
let's not um, deny ourselves the option of changing. And again, like I said in the in the piece today, absolutely would not be against getting rid of all the senior players who, who have played this season. Yeah, you know they've, they've done the best they possibly can, but ultimately they proved last season and the season before that they're not good enough. So romanticism and and, and desperation aside, we should be looking at fucking them off as well and, and getting replacements in as soon as we possibly can. Yeah, and I don't think it's unfeasible to do that, especially when you consider the amount of time that we've got now before our next proper game. So that's definitely two weeks to tra- you know a whole squad to train together for two weeks. You sh- you'd imagine they'd be able to cobble together a reasonable cohesion. Yeah, so I, you I can almost. Be... Yeah, go on, Chris. Go on, Chris. Sorry, mate. You, you you can almost if you're signing a dozen players, you can almost have a a, a ten day two week preseason now and get them to gel and, and get them up to speed as, as best you possibly can. You know, they'd be daft if they weren't at least looking at doing a, any sort of behind closed doors um, friendly, you know, to, yeah. to sort of allow them to gel together or to, or to do something to allow themselves to, to, to learn how to play with one another. Like Tom says, there's loads of time. Uh, so there's no reason whatsoever why we can't do something like that. Absolutely. I, I was just going to bring up the, the, the list of free agent goalkeepers, which I, I'll look up in it sort of in the background. But uh, I, I know, obviously, young Matthew's probably good, just going to sort of be benched or, or, or at least, you know, kept out of the team now by the fact we've still, still got the two senior goalkeepers, even though I don't think that necessarily either of them deserve to still be here, to be honest with you. Um, and it, it would be interesting to see whether or not we even consider that. And I think, to an extent, we'll also be regretting letting a couple of them go in summer. I mean, I know that it wasn't with much choice, and, and, and well, if any at all. Um, but obviously seeing the likes of Jake Turner go and, and then join a club like Newcastle, you know, it's it's an impressive move for him, and obviously we, we've spoken loads and loads about you know the young Yussi, uh, young Yaskalan, and even um, and how sort of well as much of a journeyman as he's already been in 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 the brief career that he's had. You know, it, it, it I wouldn't put it past us going going back in for him at all. You know, just just for the sake of uh, his name at the club and whatever. But it's it's a weird one I think because it's it's almost like goalkeepers are just guaranteed a spot throughout, and it doesn't really matter what's happened at the club. They're always going to get a gig, regardless. And I don't think it's necessarily the case, and I don't think they should, you know, have that peace of mind or think that they have that luxury. And and to to rebuild from scratch, like you said, just get a full squad in and have them train together preseason and have them go through, you know, a couple of games in in, in quick spells, you know, just to you know make sure they are up to speed and and hope that there's no injuries in in that time. I think it it would be absolutely fantastic, and and the kids can just fill in. You know, wherever within that, because you know, I I do think they provide some real quality. I think perhaps just in the last stages of the game when you've got tiring defenses up against you, you know, people like Darcy and Pontic could do some real damage in that respect. Um, but yeah, obviously, we, Tom, you mentioned just quickly then that it's two weeks till our you know next proper game as such. Um, we do obviously have a game before then in in the form of Bradford in the uh, in the Mickey Mouse Cup. Um, are, you, are you looking forward to that one? Will you be attending? Do you care? <laughs> <laughs> I think Chris was put off by the time of the fixture, weren't you? I, I was until uh, I realised I could I could rejig my commitments around. And, and uh, no, no, the great adventure's back on, Tom. Oh, we like to hear that. It Chris is. Manning attending the Macron. My word. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, any thoughts on that Bradford game in particular? Not, not especially, to be honest. I think it'll be interesting for Hill to see what he's working with. I, I expect, given it's on Tuesday, there'll be a, quite a few new faces in in the lineup. You know, match fitness providing, um, so that they'll be good to give them a run out. Certainly, but you know, if we lose, we lose. If we win, we win. It doesn't really matter to me. You know, it, 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 this competition only matters if you start to put in a lot of time and effort into getting yourself to a, have a day out at Wembley. And let's be honest, that's not going to happen. No, no, it's not. 
And I, I think obviously it, it's it's one of those that doesn't really matter, and and it'll just be. I think we'll have a clearer image of, of how we might shape up. You know, at this time tomorrow, we, I I believe we are, we will be recording a post deadline day um, pod as well. You know, ahead of this, so I'm sure we'll get a, a better idea of where we'll be at for that. But uh, until then, Kristen, what 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 would you say about about the game at this point in time? Uh, it should purely be about just getting through it with no injuries. I think um, yeah. I, I'm quite happy for them to rotate the squad even further. Let's get some more players on who've not not had much of a chance. Like you know Jordan Boone. I know he played at weekend, but he's not played much in the league. Um, give Politic the chance to maybe get a bit more match fitness under his belt as well. You can rotate the strikers to me for me between Sterling Brown and, and, and Eddie Brown himself too. Just let's just make a few different moves. I get Matthew Alexander back in net. All kinds of different things. Give give the lads who have not really had too much time uh, on the pitch a chance, and I think that will do them and us uh, a few favours going forward, most definitely. And I think I don't even it... know. I don't even know what. Sorry, I don't even know what the rules are in terms of the, the, the tournament. I've, got, I've not even looked into it in the slightest as to whether they they have to play a full strength team, whether we have to, whether there's got to be a certain number of players retained from the previous weekend's games. I, I, God knows, but let's just get through it with no injuries. That'd be the that'd be the priority. Well, as you know, Chris, talking of that, I don't think you must know now that we pay absolutely no attention to the AFL rules whatsoever. So I don't think it actually <laughs> matters what the rules are tomorrow. I think we're just no, doing I what we want to be not. honest with you. I suppose uh, not. But yeah, I might take my boots along. <laughs> but it'd be interesting to see, and I think it's fair enough for, for them to switch it up and just see what they see what they uh, see what they've got to play with in in terms of mm. Keith Hill particularly, and just just letting them have a run out because it, it obviously doesn't matter the scoreline, but I think it'd make it all the more sweeter. I know it's a sort of a non-existent rivalry. I know they've sort of made it something and nothing, uh, but I think it'd make it all the more sweeter if we if we could get a victory over them, even given the fact that we've lost well conceded. Five in the last, well, in every year of the last four games that we've played or something silly like that. So, um, you know, it, it'd be funny to, to watch them have a little cry about that. Um, it's a rivalry now, Will, because I want someone to absolutely leather Clayton Donaldson, please. Oh, I forgot you played for Of course, for yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ, I completely forgot to. The return of Flipping the game. We're trying to block it from memory. We're all going to get PTSD if we see him play <laughs> on that pitch. If he scores against us, I think there might be a riot. Oh, like, useless. Utterly it, useless. It would be absolutely dreadful. Um, you will. You know you're going to applaud him. I'll just tell you that right now. For the <laughs> What's it? Phil, Phil Hayes is going to say, "Please welcome back Clayton Donaldson," and everyone is going to fall in line and be nice to him. I can see it already. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think we, we've sort of covered everything that there is to cover at, th- at this moment in time. I know we obviously recorded an instant reaction following the, the takeover news, and and we've sort of been sort of got ourselves up to date in that respect, and, and we'll be recording again tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, with, with with a new squad of uh, pristine players with a with a great pedigree, and not just some journeymen who are all thirty five and just taking a box exercise. Um, so yeah, unless they're Gary O'Neill, in which case I'm all for it. Until unless they're what? Unless they're Gary O'Neill, in which case I'm all for it. Yeah, oh yeah, he, he's an exception. He, please come back. Do you think? Do you think oh, that is we that, need, is that we need to be yourself? signing? Do you think we need to be signing 38, 39-year-old players at this level? Do you not think the likes of, of Bridcut and, and someone like Dawson might be better? Because O'Neill, yeah, you know, he's got a pedigree in the higher leagues, but is he really one to, to dig in when times are hard? I'm, yeah, I, I, think, I, I think he's I'd a level like to see him walking through this division. I really can't. I could, I could be being, a bit, could be being a bit mean to him. Yeah, you're probably right. But I, I've just, I wonder whether the character, he always, he always comes across as being a bit, not necessarily being the... The toughest cookie, but I suppose there's a place for that in there. 
No, of course. I, I think it'd be a good addition. He's very level-headed, and even as a as some sort of a captain captaincy role as well, potentially, it'd be good to see him. You know, fulfil that role. It, it'd certainly do a better job that than takes, anything that takes a leadership role away from Jason Lowe is fine by me. Absolutely, I mean, I mean, it's criminal, isn't it, that Brock Banks not you know the captain that's the first thing i suggested like you should have seen my twitter i think it was within about five minutes of them making that announcement i'd said something about giving Brockbank the armband because I, I cannot bear him like not having it after that coventry game i think he was just absolutely outstanding i don't know what he did to deserve it i've been taking it off him it all started at rochdale or whatever when when the players decided they were going to play again and immediately low got the armband i just remember Phil parkinson what, mate Phil I Parkinson. I know, but I just remember him coming over to applaud the fans when they first came out to train and they just got booed and I just found it hilarious. But it just, yeah. I think Brock Band's got to have the R band. We've got to, uh, let's face it, we have to make a few marquee signings, whether it's whether or not it's the old lads, you know, from, from years gone by, then so be it. But I think as long as we've got 75% of them, uh, a, 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 a good standard of player, who's you know obviously from a, from a higher rank and has got a decent pedigree, then I don't think we can complain too much, can we really? Um, so yeah, it should it should make for an interesting one. We'll obviously keep you up to date on, on all the, the socials and what have you, um, and, and obviously on, on the on the website, I believe somebody's doing a, a live blog. It may be Eddie, it may be somebody else, it may be all of us. We may chip in at some point. So um, you know, keep up to date with that, and obviously leave us a review on, on iTunes for the podcast in particular. Five stars and nothing less, please. Um, obviously, we're continuing with the with the watch along segment as well in the background. Uh, obviously, we recorded a few of them uh, with, with Chris and Tom, but we'd like we'd like to have a little bit of variation. And if you've got a suggestion out there for for, for a game that you want to watch, then then feel free to to come on and join us. You know, if there's a game that's particularly special to you, we'd love to hear from you and have you on to to reminisce over that. But yeah, I think for the time being, that, that that's all there is to cover. To be honest, lads. So uh, oh that oh we were going to go to Twitter, weren't we? I was just going to have a look to see if there's anything. Even remotely reasonable said on that because I don't think there is much, but uh, <laughs> they never usually. It would is. be a first, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You just cited your own Twitter account five minutes ago, mate. So uh, <laughs> you decide whether it's a good thing. <laughs> well, it, well it, no, no, the thing is, Chris, he has to do that because otherwise people don't know where to find Mr. Bolton, do they? No, yeah. yeah. They don't know where to find him to tell where he's telling them that he's not uh, he's not doing any more appearances. No, no. I know. I've retired. You know that, Chris. Yeah, uh, at least twice in the last week. Yeah. <laughs> Still less retirements than somebody else. That's true. Um, but anyway, uh, yes, we do have a couple of questions actually. Uh, firstly, from Tom. Tom, do you, do you want to ask the question yourself, or shall I do it? I, I, I can't even remember what I put. Well, you've put. Do Bolton fans know how questions work? Clearly uh, not, based on some of the responses <laughs> to it. They actually don't. Like, I'm convinced of it because somebody asked earlier what time we were recording. I'm not really <laughs> sure why it matters. Like, just... you should have come back with him saying we've got no idea, man. <laughs> We actually don't. We just... well, it was nine o'clock at first, and it ended up about ten to ten because of various reasons. Then about five past ten, and yep. the computer started working. Headphones were broken. The commitments we do for recording this at half ten at night when we've actually got lives is a, you know, it's a, it's a great commitment. But uh, I'm sure you'll appreciate it one day. Um, so anyway, we'll go through. Wait, do we actually have some questions? Uh, oh yeah, Chris Gregory. Uh, we won't go through them all because there's six of them, and I'm not sure all of them necessarily need answering. Um, do we have any further news on EFL punishments? I don't think we do, do we? We're not really ahead of ahead of the times. The, the, the rumours have been 
what is it? The, the rumours have been that they're probably going to not do anything for the Brentford game, but then maybe give us three points for the Don- sorry, dock us three points for the Doncaster game. I thought that was what we, we the consensus we'd come to. Yeah, I don't think it matters. I don't think we really care about what the EFL say anymore, do we? Uh, no, no. So I don't think it matters, and I'm not sure what's going to happen, and who cares? Um, yeah, how much borrowing is going to go on to keep level to keep Wanderers going now in terms of building debt up? Well, I hope not. I don't care. I really hope not, because we could do without another rebuild of that, to be honest with you. What we uh, could do without is talking about financial matters when there's football. Oh, on. can we not? <laughs> Precisely. Deadline days tomorrow. Let's look, at, let's look at it with a sense of excitement rather than worrying about balance sheets. It's bullshit. Move uh, on. Uh, and also, how refreshing is it? Can I just say for one last financial comment that, what was it? It was payday maybe on Friday and we've not heard a single gripe about wages not being paid. How refreshing is that? No, oh, it's lovely. Uh, it certainly makes a change. Uh, number three, are all the potential new signings just loans? Presumably not. We'll probably get some free agents. Uh, four, did football events end up with a hotel? Yes. Uh, five, can we now have butter on our hot dogs? <laughs> what? What sick individual? <laughs> I think hopefully that's one of those uh, jam tomorrow kind of comments that don't really mean anything. So otherwise, butter on a hot dog? Mm. No. Not convinced. No. No, neither am I. I'm convinced of some kind of innuendo being from a Bolton fan. Uh, and number six is, is sort of a, a relatively decent question. Can you see us signing any of Berry's uh, players? I think the, there's probably a good chance of it. Obviously, there's already been talk of uh, Stephen Dawson this evening. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see per, per, perhaps a few more through as well if they're struggling for, for a club. I wouldn't put it past us. <clears throat> no, I'd like to see um, Harry Bunn. I think if he's still knocking around from Barry, he's always yep. come across to me as a useful footballer, a good winger, so I'd like I mean, to I'd, see him come in. I don't want to be seen to be stealing them from them, just you know I mean, but it's it, if they're if they're desperate to for game time and for and for pay, obviously that it's that it's something that's going to be done. I think to to help them out at the very least. So I presume uh, they're all free agents now, are they? I'm not sure what the situation is with them, to be honest, because some of them seem to think they're still a, a member of the AFL, some of them don't. It, it's it's all very confusing. I'm not sure if they're even a club anymore. It's a, it's a really sad situation, to be honest with you. But it's, I think it's just a lack of clarity that kills you with it, because I'm not sure even very far where they stand with it. But, uh, yeah, obviously, best best as always to, to them. Um, a couple of names that have sort of just been blurted out randomly again. I'm not sure you know how our question works, but anyway. Uh, Clough, Karachan. Oh, yeah, there was talk of Karachan coming back, wasn't there? Do you think that'll happen? He'd be one that I would consider to be a, a quantity over quality. I wasn't. I don't remember him being particularly smashing last time out. So no, it'd be a no from me, which probably means it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, that, that that is the sad truth, isn't it? That we've got all this this hopefulness about some of these players that will come in, and we're going to end up with scraping the barrel. Who, who was who was it? Who was mentioned earlier? Was it Joe Joe Bunny from uh, a person who got released by Northampton? Yeah. I mean, for, you know, it is. It, it, if he comes in and he does well, fantastic. But you know, we're not expecting the world from players like that. You know, if we're looking at Freeze, who I would love to see come in, I'd be thinking Adam Matthews, the right back from Sunderland, and James Meredith as a left back. Those would be my two Freeze that I've seen out there, who might be higher end, but would certainly improve the team. But I think, you know, we could well be looking at the League Two free market more so than the League One or Championship. Yeah, I thought so. Um, I think Liam Trotter's available. Please, no. <laughs> Um, Gary Hooper I know that this one was one of about three years ago four years ago whatever it was but 
I'd still definitely take him. I think he, he, he's a great player, in my opinion. Oh no, I have no more. doubt that Gary Hooper would score twenty goals at League One level comfortably. Absolutely. What has he been? What has he been? I don't even remember. What, what is it? Norwich was last. I can't even know. I don't even know what he's been doing since then. Billy Clark, obviously, we spoke about before. Conway Pringle, uh, a right back, a left back, two centre mids on loan. Uh, I want Zuma. That doesn't make sense. What's your realistic goals for this season? I think if we, if we can off, stay I'll in the division, mate. yeah. Because I think that, that, that'll be a success in itself. Chris, do you have any further aspirations? No, no, no. It's a free hit for the manager as far as I'm concerned. This I don't really care. If we stay up, great. If we don't, you know, we don't. I think we know which is most likely at this period this, this period of time. But, you know, ultimately, we're, we are only, what, four or five wins away from breaking even. There's still 40 other games left to go in the season. So it's absolutely possible yeah. if we get the right blend of, uh, of experience and, and the right... Uh, the right experience, sorry, along with the young players that we've got and a manager that knows what he knows what he's doing. Exactly, and I think also, also a manager who seems to play nice football, which I think is something that we we could all get behind, even if it is losing football. At least it'd be reasonably entertaining to watch. I'd I'd enjoy that for once. Absolutely, and I think all the sort of preceding questions are relatively similar in terms of who who we'd like to see. I think we've covered most of it. We've got a couple of questions from uh, from Young Thogden. He said, uh, "Your mate." My mate. Five signings Bolton must make off the top of your head. Chris, go. What? Five I signings. Don't fucking, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Batman, <laughs> Superman, Spider-Man, Captain America and Hulk. I don't yeah, know. Come on, that, 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 that's assuming that Chris has, has a wide range of knowledge of, of all these different players. I mean, for goodness yeah. sake. Yeah, good grief. A fucking housing officer, I'm not, an, not a football agent. Good grief. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Tom, do you have any? Uh, are you just, just going to name Marvel comics? I'm not, no, 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 I'm not a nerd like Chris. Um, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Archer, Adam Matthews, James Meredith, Gary Hooper, and Zach Clough. That would be that'd be mine. Fair enough. I think I'll go Archer, Meredith, Clough. Uh, who was the one that we spoke about earlier? Are you counting on your fingers how many you've said, Will, by the way? <laughs> yeah, three. Uh, <laughs> Billy Clark. Bridcuts, Bridcuts. That means you've got um, two left. Cut. There you go. Clark and break up. Theo's also asked, how long is Keith Hill going to be a Bolton manager for if you had to predict? I'm hoping the three years that the football ventures have got set in stone for themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah also, if he does I, a reasonable I, job. I don't think they've, they've anyone said have they what kind of length his contract is. I know Parkinson was on a on a yearly like rolling, a rolling contract. One, yeah. I, I would imagine Hill's on the same. So, you know, let, let's look and get the next, get to the end of this season first before sort of wondering about how long people are going to hang around for. I think it doesn't matter, does it, as, as to how he does the season. I think it's a case of not then particularly, see what no. he can do with a full season next time round and then review it. I don't it, think but... getting relegated means he's going to lose his job. Absolutely not, no. There's absolutely no reason for that at all. Uh, Theo's finally asked, uh, who will be most influential this season out of all our players, current ones, to help us survive? Jason what? Lowe, and that's if he leaves. So then that'll free up the... <laughs> that'll free up free up our midfield for, for someone moderately comp- competent uh, and that's not Luke Murphy by the way I'm going to go with Dennis Politics I think there's a real talent in him and I genuinely think that if, if he comes out of his shell this season and he performs the way he's, he's shown in the last couple of games um, and it, you know he gets the support that he needs then I think he, he, he could do wonders for us with a bit of confidence and, and some decent players around him Tom for you couldn't agree more. I think Politic is—he'd be my starting winger regardless of who we bring in. He's earned, he's earned that right, and I think 
coming out of his shell is the wrong turn of phrase. The kid's out of his shell. He's got all the confidence in the world. He's got that arrogant swagger about him. Takes shots from any anywhere. Hits a good free kick. Got ridiculously good feet for someone who's never played at this kind of level before. Yeah, I think that is the man who who can who can really stay at this club for a long time and really you know help us build back to where we want to be. Absolutely. Uh, last couple of questions. Uh, Lee Ward says, "What constitutes success for Bolton this season?" I think we all agree on survival. Would you go for Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, last question. Ryan says, "Is the season salvageable? What do you expect us uh, of us come May?" Of course, it is salvageable, but I don't necessarily think it will be saved. But you know, it, it's all possible until it's mathematically not. So you know, let, let's get behind them and let, let's hope that there is a possibility of, of staying up. I think mathematically, yes, it can be salvaged. But re- realistically speaking, probably not. Does it depends view... on how we start off. It depends on how quickly we get we um, just the team gel together. Of just course. need to hit the ground running once we get these signings over the line, isn't it? If we do, I mean, can you can you imagine the meltdown if we're speaking again at this time tomorrow and we've signed three players? <laughs> But that's the thing, though, that that shouldn't lead to a meltdown because it, it, tomorrow's not the be-all and end-all, and I think that's where fans maybe need to sort of temper their expectations a bit. Yeah, we could go and sign 12 players on loan, but we can only play half of them at once at, what, at any at any one time, so what's the point? We may as well make sure we sign the, the right four or five, and then we can bulk the squad out with freebies over the next however however many weeks we've got. Absolutely. Uh, so that brings us to the end of the Twitter questions, and I think that brings us to the end of the show as well. Um, so I think yeah we, we we've covered everything that that's that's to be covered as such. Uh, obviously a, a long transfer deadline day ahead, but one that we're all looking forward to and hoping that we can make the most of, and that we'll all be uh, we'll be very happy with the business done come tomorrow night. Uh, so I think un- unless there's anything else left to add, lads, then it's uh, time to say goodbye. So say goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Tom. Goodbye, Tom. And it's a goodbye from me. Thank you very much for listening. Set that.